words hard when done with rant. Um, and I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> Welcome to episode 55 of RSVP, a podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host is Dade. Tonight, we're talking about alternative everyday carry. But first, let's talk about what we're drinking. Dade, what you drinking, what you consuming, and all that fun stuff. Um, I am drinking a homemade iced tea. Nothing fancy, just 10 Lipton tea bags boiled in water and then poured into a pitcher. Um, and uh, I'm writing with a Parker Jotter in a no brand notebook because it was the closest thing to me. Plus they're Woo-hoo. awesome. I, I kind of like someone posted in the RSVP group. I think Sarah, her collection of Parker Jotters. Uh, yeah, I, I don't saw know if you that. saw that post. I did. It made me get all nostalgic because that was a pen that I bought a lot when I was like in high school and wanted to be like cool and like have something nice. Um, so I ordered a four pack from Amazon and um, I'll post the link in the show notes. So I'm writing with one of those. And um, lately I've been really busy because it is summer. So I go from working in high school and a college to working just straight retail. It's horrible. Um, but I got to do what I got to do to make money. <laughs> um, I've applied to some jobs around here, but it's, it's hard to find a job that only wants you for three months, especially in my field. Um, a lot of the jobs in, you know, human services are not looking for that. So, um, I've just been exhausted a lot, so when I do have free time, I've been playing World of Warcraft. Um, it's been about a month now since I've been back to the game, and I formed a guild, and I'm a guild leader, and it's fun, and I've made some new friends, so that's all I've been doing. What about you, Les? Um, well, I am sipping a cold peach lemonade kombucha that I made. Um, I had tried making it with a commercial peach lemonade mix, and that was gross, so this time I made it with... Peach nectar and fresh lemon juice, and it is so much better this time around. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I am using a camel pencil nubbin in a, in a, what, what, what is this? A stad, um, pencil extender. And so that's really nice. I enjoy the camel pencils a lot. And I'm just using, cause I still can't, I can't find my podcasting. (laughs) notebook. I have no idea where it is in my <laughs> giant pile of culch. Um, so I'm just using the same crappy legal pad I used last time. Um, I've been reading a lot, but I've also been watching Stargate again. I think I mentioned it last time and I was watching the original SG-1 and now I'm about halfway through Atlantis. And I have to say Atlantis is my favorite of the Stargates. Don't at me. Um <laughs> But I do, I enjoy the Stargate Atlantis, and apparently there there was a movie that came out at the end of 2018 for Stargate. I don't know if it was an SG-1 movie or if it was an Atlantis movie, but I'm going to have to watch that once I finish Atlantis. So um, <laughs> I'm actually, I don't know if you watched Veronica Mars when it was on. I haven't. I'm not much of a TV watcher, so I, I've never really watched anything. I'm actually super excited about the reboot that's coming to Hulu. Um, she's going to be an adult in it, and 
it just looks awesome. So I'm really looking forward nice. to that. I don't, I also don't watch a lot of TV unless I watch a series that's 10 plus years old, apparently. And then I, <laughs> then I, then I binge watch it. Right. I've got nothing better to do. So, uh, so yeah, so that's my consumption and whatnot. Um, I'm back to writing, which I'm kind of excited about. I have been working on an outline at longhand in a, uh, composition book with pencil. I basically sit down for 15 minutes a morning and work on my, on my outline for another novel. So I'm, uh, happy with that. I've also spent some time, uh, thinking about how to rework the last novel that I wrote because the, the way that I had the ending happen didn't work. So I'm going to rewrite that and see what happens with it. So that's cool. Um, I found out that a local store near me, um, one of the ones we went to, why can't I remember the name? Fieldhouse. Remember when we went there? Was it that store with like a bunch of like kitschy things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they carry field and had notes. field notes. Yeah. They, yeah. Carry, they still carry yeah. the field notes, but they've got some, they've got mile marker and end sheets. So they have some of the like previous editions oh. and they're at 1295. So I might actually go oh, and nice. pick up, um, an end sheets. Cause I like that one. I'm not the mile marker. I was like, meh. meh. Yeah. I'm kind of meh on them. I'm kind of over field notes. Um, which it kind of brings me into the first half of our main topic, which I don't really think it's a main topic though. This is just more kind of a conversation for the two of us to have the up there sub price to 110 bucks. Thoughts? Right. Right. Um, so when I saw the email today, it came today, right? I don't know yeah. what day it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was half asleep. I read it with like one eye. I had just woken up and grabbed my cell phone. Um, you know, thoughts are complicated on this one because I think, you know, they include postage in their subscription um, fee. And postage in the U.S. is horrible it's if you use the awful. Postal Service. Awful. I don't know who they use. Do they use the U.S. Postal Service? Um, I don't remember. It's been so long since I ordered I anything yeah. from Field Notes. I think it's first class U.S. mail. Yeah. Yeah. So – you know, I, I had to mail something uh, the other day and was shocked how expensive it had gotten just over the past couple months. Um, I, f I feel like it just keeps going up, like, it, it randomly. Um, I sent something international to someone from Erasable, uh, my friend Jolene, mm -hmm. and to send something, granted it was South Africa, um, the package did not weigh more than a pound, um, and it was $23. Yeah. I sent something to her like a year or two ago. Um, and it was, it was like, it wasn't that heavy and it was right. and it, almost 30 bucks. Right. Right. So, yeah. So I understand, you know, if they looked at it, you know, from that standpoint, you have to adjust costs, but it's gone up $13, right? Like, cause it was 97. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also you have to take into consideration the amount of subscribers they have. I'm sure the postal service, I know the postal service offers discounted rates for frequent. I mean, my wife's job does it and they're a small business. So, um, you know, I'm sure they're getting a discount or they're not paying what you or I would pay to ship a box of field notes. Um, I don't know. I think 
I'm trying to remove my personal opinion about field notes from my feelings about raising the price. Mm-hmm. Um, if I leave my personal feelings in, um, I think that it's unreasonable to even pay as much as $97 for, mm. for field notes. Um, you know, but they, people do and people will. So raising it $13, which is essentially the cost of a three pack, right? Or yep. has it gone up again? Yeah. Um, not many people are going to balk at that who've been consistent supporters of the brand. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, but you know, from a practical standpoint, costs do increase. Um, things, prices do increase over time. Things get more expensive. Um, look what recently happened with, you know, Blackwing pencils going up in price. Um, I wish they would explain why. Because Blackwing explained why. Um, I, just, would, I mean, basically what Field Notes said in the email from what I remember was we've been holding off on this increase in price for a decade yeah and but so but you if you if you've been holding off for a decade then you're really missing then if if you could have risen the price nine years ago then it would theoretically be more than 13 dollars so i don't know i I don't know i mean i wish they would say like, hey, you know, our costs have increased, you know, and we've held out as long as we could to, you know, not pass it on to you guys. But unfortunately, you know, this is costing more money and in full transparency. Like, this is why we have to do what we have to do. Um, I just I don't know. It's like I, I guess I get annoyed with Field Notes as a brand because they're not. They're not like big, bad corporation but they kind of feel like that because they're very like they're not very responsive to certain opinions or communities um and they certainly kind of like give off that vibe that they're like too big to kind of like care about little things does that make sense in a way yeah like like that you know gendering of notebooks debacle from a year ago was it a year ago or even more maybe right like you take any other smaller stationary company um with any issue and i've most of them have been pretty responsive about stuff just outright ignoring somebody somebody's opinion um you know is kind of like frustrating so they want to give off that like small feel but they're not behaving in that way I'm also, again, tainted by the community that I used to be a part of over at Field Knots and the horrible interactions I've had with some people that led me to actually leave the group. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for me, it's really hard to distance the company away from the rabid fans. Right. And that's where I'm having trouble too. But I also feel like I know that Draplin, Aaron Draplin is supposed to be the head honcho, but he doesn't feel like that to me anymore. I feel like right. Field Notes is its own business and Draplin just sort of created a template. Right. And various little things get dropped into that and maybe he rubber stamps it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I guess. 
my my trouble with field notes is less the company like i understand why the company wouldn't respond in terms of the gendering because it was done in conjunction or for another company right so really the company that should have like really responded to that was Abercrombie and <laughs> we know we're not going to get a response from uh, Abercrombie no. on that no because it's not really no. a, when they do a product they don't care for another company then it's just a product it's not part of their core they might promote it because the more they sell the more money they make but right and, and we don't know that they were like you know and I thought about this after I, I did that blog post we don't know if Field Notes knew whether or not they were going to be gendered. Right. For sure. You know? Or maybe they did. Maybe they said Abercrombie wants a male and a female version and they want something in their flower range and then they want this heritage thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows what was going on? I mean, and, and you know, that's a whole other discussion and if anyone wants to – listen to our ranting and raving about Abercrombie and Fitch, they can go back and listen to whatever episode that was. I don't even We'll remember. post a link. Well, I'll find it and I'll, we'll post it. Okay. Um, but I think part, for me, field notes feel like something that is a collectible item mm -hmm. more than anything else to me. It's not. It's not necessarily a notebook that you want to use at $13 a three pack, right? To right. Because then you're looking at, you know, a $4 chunk of paper stuck in your pocket. And really, to me, a pocket notebook needs to be cheap. And, right. That's why I love using your notebook so much. Right. They're a usable object and consumable object. And yeah, granted, I have all of mine on a shelf over my desk, you know, over a hundred of them at this point. Or wait, is it a hundred? No, I'm on book number 99 right now. So, nice. so you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at having over a hundred on that shelf eventually, but they've, they're these usable objects and they're not a collectible thing until they're filled. And once right. they're filled, then they're this individual thing that has importance to me. Whereas when I'm buying something, you know, one, one to keep and one to use, I don't know that ruins the purpose of a pocket notebook for me. Um, which is a great segue into our, into our main topic, but I'm not going to go to the main topic yet. I'm not ready for the segue. Right. Damn it. Um, right. <laughs> I, uh, like that's my issue with the field notes is that they've become this, you know, sacred object, if you will. It's the, I'm being very dramatic about it. <laughs> the, these field notes are, they're these sacred objects that people collect and they're worth money if you collect them and you hoard them and you hold them and you keep them in their plastic. But the minute you take them out of their plastic, they're not worth as much and they're no longer holding their value. And right. I don't, I don't think that field notes are holding their value as much as they used to. They're also being no. made in much larger quantities at a much higher price. And to me, that's what ruined it for me, is that collectible aspect with the increase in price. That's what, I mean, I was done with them with the Abercrombie and Fitch thing. That's, I'll throw that out there. That ruined it for me. But then adding into it, 
I was actually done with them when I had to deal with libertarian trash that was being posted in Field Nuts. Well, yeah. But that's another story. That, yeah, and that's, <laughs> you know, and, you know, as much as it's difficult to separate Field Notes away from Field Nuts, who, you know, and, you know, people, I, I had similar treatment. People were posting gun pictures, calling me a lib something. I'm not going to. They said, yeah. yeah, it was. It Because, well, I don't want to bleep it out. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's this minute mark on that? <laughs> um, but you know, like at the, I was being called that, and then like these gun pics were being posted in response to like relatively innocuous like conversation. It's just like this is stupid, and to make the group enjoyable, I had to block everyone who posted a gun pic in response to anything I wrote. But. That it is hard when you've been targeted by a fan base or some of a fan base in response to your politics that you're not even posting to that group. Because I certainly wasn't right. posting about my politics to that group. That was not, you know, I was like, I have some field notes. Look at my field notes. I filled up another field notes. Isn't that exciting? Here's my field notes with a spork. Um Yeah. But and and you know, I have there are those issues with the fan base, but also that's not Field Notes, um, and I mean the the owner of Field Notes, Aaron Draplin himself, is voted for Hillary, you know, right, right. Um, but regardless, I guess like the whole collectible thing to me, I'm done with collectible stuff. I want to use the things that I have in my collection. And have them basically make meaning. I think that's the most important thing to me right now is that I'm trying to do these things that make meaning. And I think part of what's happening, at least for me, is, you know, I I have this thing going on in my life. I have a family member who has cancer. And it really, not to make that cancer about me, but let's talk about me. Um, it, it makes me kind of evaluate what I want out of life because this is a cancer that I could potentially end up with. And right. it's something that has radically life altering potential for me and for the person. I mean, this person could die of this cancer. And realistically, if I do end up with this cancer, so could I. But it really right. makes me evaluate what in my life is important and thinking in terms of what is important is buying $4 little notebooks of paper that I'm going to shove into my back pocket and use. Is that important in my life or is what is important? What I add to those notebooks and does the exterior of that notebook matter as much as what I'm putting into it? And the answer for me thus far has been no. No, what is important in those things is what I add to them, not the collectability of it. Mm -hmm. but, I agree. But uh, I don't know. That's some deep navel gazy horse. Yeah, but you've been, you've been into that, you know, lately. I think it, it's actually really, I mean, you're really kind of on point with, with your opinion. I don't think it's too out there, woo woo. No, I'm not saying that it's out there or woo-woo. It's just, you know, it's a little navel-gazy compared to some of the other things that we've talked about. And I don't want 
um, people to think that this is going to turn into deep thoughts with less. Indeed. I mean, even if it did, <laughs> people um, would listen. Eh, maybe, maybe, or they might just shut me off. But, um, <laughs> but I guess my point is, is that I think that really the important thing with all of this stationary stuff, whatever the stuff is, is how we end up using it, how we feel while we're using it, and what we're adding to it through our use and what we're taking away from it through our use. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, that, I mean, that that's another good segue. And we can turn towards our main topic unless you have anything else to add. No, I think we've Tap dealt with out. this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. And, you know, I think I also want to throw out there that we're not anti-field notes. If you like field notes – no. Good for you. I, I enjoy, like, I have a large enough collection of them that I can say that I'm sable for life on yeah. field notes. And I can, every now and then, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to use a two rivers or I'm going to, you know what? This week, I'm going to use, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another one. This Carhartt, which was the last field notes I bought, um, or the LL Bean, which someone sent me as a gift. You know, like, every now and then, I pull one of those out and I'm like, oh, you know what? This is what I really liked about these. And like I said yeah. at the top of the episode, I was thinking about picking up some end papers or end sheets. What the hell is it called? End uh, something. End something. Whatever the ones that has a cute marbled papers at the ends. Um, so anyway, I, I'm not anti-field notes. I think people should use the tools that they like and take what meaning they can from them. And that's all I'm going to say on it. So moving into the main topic. What I really wanted to talk to you tonight about was pff, words hard when done with rant. Um, and I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> yes. We should just not edit our podcasts anymore unless there's curse words. Um, I, I'm down with that with the, with the exception of like a few little things here or there. Like I do trim out some like a of train. The, yeah. The train or uh, car noises. And the fan on my computer is going to start making noise at some point and that um, I have to pound on the – it's like um, it makes this like fan noise and you have to hit the fan oh. <laughs> so that it will stop. But um, so anyway, um, that's all I'm going to edit for tonight anyway. And um, so what I wanted to talk to you about tonight was how you match your stationary choices to an environment, like as in – do you carry a different selection to work, um, like your day job? Do you carry a different selection when you go to the library or when you go to sit in a cafe? Do you use something different? Like maybe maybe you have something different when you sit on your couch and read versus when you um, are in your office working. What are your stationary right. choices and how do you match them to your environment? Um. Well, I thought about this when you mentioned it to me, and I thought of all the scenarios in which I use stationery. Um, and I don't have very many, but the ones I do have are pretty distinct as far as what I use, like the differences. Um, so in the summer, I don't carry any stationery to work because I work a retail job, and not even a neon casemate is worth bringing to work to get destroyed. Um, so I don't – and I don't use <laughs> – pencils or pens or anything at a retail job. It's just not a thing. Um, but in the fall and in the spring during those semesters, I kind of have what I've deemed like the go bag 
as far as like what I bring to work with students. Um, because I sometimes bring my whole backpack and everything with me into work, but sometimes I just don't feel like it. So I just like to grab a pencil case and just go. Um, so in that case, literally case, um, I put, uh, I put a selection of, um, precise V5, um, pens, um, of different colors, except for red. I used to edit student papers in red. I've kind of moved away from that. Um, not for the usual psychological reason of like red is bad, but because I like using different colors. I like being colorful. Um, so right now, for example, if I look at what I have from this past semester, I have, um, like a tealy kind of turquoisey blue. I have a purple, um, and I have a green plus a blue and a black in my bag. I also have, um, three pencils in there. I have, um, a black, they're all three are black wings, um, an 811, a 1-0-0-0-1. Um, and a 16.2 and those are just for various writing, taking down notes or whatever. Um, and I have my, um, I have two masterpieces. So one that resides with my stuff and the one I have in my pocket. So I have a masterpiece in there. I have my Pollux that's still sitting in there. Um, and I have a, um, Hinodawashi block eraser in there. So that's kind of what I carry with me to the college. Um, I find that less is more. Um, Mm -hmm. like I said, I I know (laughs) I don't, I don't like to carry around a lot of stuff all the time. So just having this pencil case, I also, um, use a very cheap pencil case, um, in the horrible incident, you know, if, if instance where it gets lost, I won't feel bad because I do have that $40 leather CW, uh, pencil case. And that's, if I lost that, I'd be really sad. So, um, it's just in a plane. Actually, it's from CW. I think it's made by General even. Um, it's just a plain black, like, nylon-y pencil case. Oh, yeah. I got um, those. Yeah, she, she gave them out one year with, like, a patch sewn on them. Yeah, I took the patch off and I have it on my um, weekend messenger bag. And I ah. use the General's bag for tampons. Oh, there you go. That works. <laughs> um, imagine someone's like, oh, I need a pencil. Let's go in this pencil case. Well, that's what they get for uh, going through my bag without asking. Right. Right. Um, so, no. So, uh, that's what I use for college. Um, for going to, say, a coffee shop or a library or um, there's a place by me that it's like a used bookstore slash place to read. Um that's when I tend to bring like the quote unquote higher end stuff. Um, cause sometimes I'll go and I'll just read or I'll journal. And I don't know, this is the time when I like to really savor, um, the stuff that I have that I enjoy using. Um, so that's when I have the CW pencil leather pencil case. Um, you know, I, I do have some black wings in there. Um, I've been used, like I said, I've been using a Parker jotter, um, you know, so again, just shifting the tools based on how I'm using them. So for college, stuff to correct papers and edit papers and, and communicate where for pleasure, it's more of, yeah, sure, it's communicating in a way, but it's more of like 
really being mindful with the tools and using them. So I like stuff that's like, I think not only aesthetically pleasing, but pleasing that gives off a pleasing experience to, to write with. Um, I also have, um, not recently, but one of the pens that I would constantly take with me is the, um, Baron fig, uh, key pen. Oh yeah. Yeah. The heavy, yeah, yeah. the heavy, Brass. yeah, which has developed such an amazing patina. I really, really love that pen. I actually have to change the ink um, refill in it. It's out. Um, so I would bring that with me. Um, so no, so it, it definitely changes. Um, I will say that if I am going somewhere where I know I'm going to be fairly active, I do take pause and think well what would how would i feel if i lost this or it got ruined um for example when i go on hikes around here like i love to take a pocket notebook and a pen or a pencil just to kind of like write my thoughts out or you know do whatever but like it's things that i don't mind if they go missing speaking of which did you find your masterpiece i did i did it turns out it never made it into my pocket i Apparently missed my pocket entirely because of the phone in it, and it slid down my Mm. pants leg and um, under the bed. Okay. Well, I was rooting for you. (laughs) For context, Les had made a post saying um, she thought she put her little – what was it? Like a little thing with the masterpiece in it? I have a little mint tin that I keep my masterpiece and my uh, very well-worn brass bullet. Right. And so she had thought she lost it all day while she was at work. I went to sharpen my pencils and could not. (laughs) Right. That's the worst feeling. You need to have like an emergency sharpener at work hidden somewhere. I've been thinking about taking either my classroom friendly or my doll 133. I think it's the 133 or is it 155? Whatever it is, my doll in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want to share it. Yeah, I have complicated feelings too about that because – the writing center where I work, it's essentially the size of like two regular size classrooms put together. And they have this electric pencil sharpener that is so loud that it, it interrupts any kind of tutoring session anyone's having. And it does a horrible job. Yeah. So I was thinking of bringing a classroom friendly into there, but maybe I'll just donate one that's not mine. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about seeing if I can find a, a cheap Carl um version yeah on amazon and taking that into work and just putting it in the art room but um yeah i can't i can't bear like i gave my mom a classroom friendly for her classroom and Uh her students are only allowed to use it if they're well behaved and they ask permission (laughs) oh my god i don't let them touch it unless they ask and she did she had it she had it behind her desk that's awesome (laughs) For context, she 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 has eighth graders and they love it. They love the classroom friendly because it's so cool. But uh, right, and and on another level, it probably works so much better than what they're used to. Oh yeah, they had a they had an electric that just chewed up the pencils. Yeah. So. So yeah. So so no, my my environmental everyday carry is based on what I'm doing, and ranges from the best stuff that I have to stuff that I don't mind either giving away, losing or ruining. Mm. Um, You know, and I also kind of theme it too. So coming up, um, 
So sometimes I, I also like theme um, my everyday carry based on my mood. So I definitely this summer, less want to make some time to come out to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I miss walking around Salem and or Beverly. Um, and during those times, I, I don't know where it is talking about losing things. Um, I have a field notes that I've carried with me all the times that I've either met up with you or Johnny or, um, other stationary friends out there. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's just something that I, you know, I guess like you said, less like making something collectible by adding memories or thoughts or whatever. I use it as like a short form journaling, Mm -hmm. um, type thing, like what I did, what we talked about. I think the last time you and I met, we had discussed, you know, some podcasting stuff or trying out, we were trying out new stuff, you know, for the show. Um, cause I think the last time I, well, no, the last time I saw you was with our partners and yeah, you had the uh, we, alpha smart with you. Yes. So yeah, like, you know, like just, you know, jotting notes of our visit cause I want to remember it, but also sometimes there's useful information in there. So, um, I pick out stuff based on, on, on that too. So I also like to bring stuff with me to give away and that I think can fall into an everyday carry because I do have a stash of pencils in my bag that I don't mind giving out to people. Um, like of course there's neon case mates, but there are some black wings in there too. And I don't give away black wing limited editions because it's like, Oh, here's this pencil that you'll never be able to buy again. Yeah. Um, but you know, like a, a 602 is something that I've given out to people. So, but that's really kind of it for me. I, I long for the day when I have an office job consistently or a job where I can really hand select tools that I enjoy using that are functional and fun to use. But right now I'm kind of just this like transient person that takes any job possible <laughs> until I go to grad school. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of me. I'm, I'm looking forward to what you have to say less. Cause I'm sure yours is much more nuanced. Well, I don't know about that. So I, having an office of my own has really tweaked my everyday carry. So I, as of right now, <laughs> I am reliant on the bus to get around and as I've learned the bus in this area, it blows. It's, I, there's no nice way to put it. It is terrible. It's like Boston and Cambridge and some of those surrounding areas have a really great bus system plus the T plus the commuter rail. And we have the commuter rail that runs, um, you know, all week long, but the bus only runs Monday to Friday. And I've harped on this on here before, so I don't need to go into it, but if I miss the bus in the afternoon, I am stuck there for an hour. So one of the things that I've done with my everyday carry is, so I usually use a backpack, but my backpack got wet and it stinks right now. So I've got to wash it. So I'm using a Baron Fig Messenger, which I don't find ideal for going to work because I have to carry my lunch with me and it's not big enough for my lunch because I we do everything in um, glad we, we meal prep. So everything goes into glass containers and they're too, they're not the right size to fit in into the messenger, uh, nicely, but they fit into my backpack really well. Um, mm-hmm. so, but that, I think that's like one of those things that 
people who design backpacks and messenger bags don't really think about all that much is the fact that, like, what does the daily commuter actually have to carry? And a lunch, I think, is kind of part of it. Um, but unless you're just packing a sandwich, then, you know, how boring, first off. Right. But, I mean, the, the only thing you can really fit into that messenger bag is a bottle of water. Yeah. So then I have to carry a second bag with my lunch in it. Um, but what I carry in that messenger bag are basically like my EpiPen, <laughs> a couple That's of important. like, like toiletries, tampons, you know, and all of the general stuff that you usually carry in a, in a bag, um, in the little car- compartment, zipper compartments. But going into the stationery, whatever, um, composition notebook I'm working in at that time goes into that bag my um, bullet journal and then um, like I don't carry my work bullet journal with me because that lives in my desk and I don't have to carry any extraneous pens or pencils because I have my um, one star leather goods by knock co fodder stack XL the leather version with mm-hmm. a um whatchamacallit, Metal Shop CT, Twist, and then I'm, I've been um, going between the Spoke Pen, also from um, Knock, and the um, Baron Fig Click Squire, um, the most recent one, the purple one, which, why can't I remember it? Fortress. Um, so the, I alternate between those two pens on a regular, kind of like, do I feel like gel ink or do I feel like ballpoint? Um, or, you know, like I just kind of pick one of those two for my everyday carry. And then I usually have to stop myself from throwing another bullet pencil into my front pocket. <laughs> um, and usually like have to tell myself, I don't need another pen in my jacket. I've got a pen in my pocket and a pencil. Um, and then I always carry my little tin, unless I drop it on the floor in the morning, um, with my sharpeners in one of my front pockets. But my everyday carry going to work is pretty light because I took a tea tin full of pencils in and that just lives on my desk. And every morning I pick, or I should say every Monday when my pencil has worn down to Steinbeck stage, I pick a new pencil for the week. And that's the nice. only pencil I use until it hits Steinbeck stage. Since I've been there, I've worn down four. Cool. So, and then I, I try to bring, take one of those pencils and put it into a bullet pencil. So like the camel, actually it's five because the camel was one that I used and I just cut down the Mitsubishi um, recycled, what is it? The 9852EW, the environmental one. Um, oh yes. The raw wood. God, I love that pencil. I love raw wood. Um, so I've actually, I've chewed down five at this point, not four. Um, and I just try and, and rotate those into one of my bullet pencils. So that's, that's my work everyday carry. Then I have what I call my weekender bag, which is a Amco or Amp, Ampac. Can't remember the name of it. I traded for it. It's a was a Yahoo company bag that people got as I think it was like if they did good work for Yahoo, they got this bag. Okay. Sort of like what all of the um early two thousands 
uh, companies did when you did good jobs. They, they gave you a hat and a bag and pens and all kinds of stuff. So I traded actually, I think field notes, um, and a bunch of other stuff for this bag and a few other like stationary things that went along with it just for giggles. And that's, I have taken and I've covered with patches. So the Yahoo, you can still see it just because I think it's funny. And then there are tons of other patches on the front flap of that bag. Um, and then inside of that, I have a pencil case that has a handful of pencils already sharpened and ready to go, plus a red pencil mm-hmm. for editing. And again, like I have my, my, my pocket carry with me all the time. You know, I've got my pencil sharpener and then my fodder stack XL with a pocket notebook and then my pen and pencil. So technically I don't need that many pencils, but I always throw that pencil case in there anyway. And it's just one of those cheap tin, uh, pencil cases. Actually, um, Randy, Randy, the, the, um, the bullet pencil restoring dude yes. gave it, gave it to me, sent it to me years ago and I used it all through grad school and it is just beaten to heck and it's covered in stickers. And I, it's my favorite pencil case because it's metal and the tips don't break off my pencils. I don't have to have them in a pen with a pencil cap. So they just live in there. It doesn't hold a full sized, unsharpened black wing, which seems to be everyone's like nitpicky, like, well, does your pencil case carry an unsharpened black wing? Well, no, because I find those uncomfortable. First off, I try not to carry those around with me. I use those at a desk. Um, but I like to carry things that are sharpened down a little bit because they feel more comfortable to me. Um, so that lives in there, plus a composition notebook, my bullet journal, Usually my tablet, um, so my Kindle, actually my Kindle goes with me to work too, in case like, if I don't feel like writing while I'm waiting for the bus, I will read. And I don't like reading on my phone. Um, so my Kindle goes with me everywhere. So that's, that's one of my nerdier everyday carry things. And, uh, what else is in there? Oh, my Bluetooth keyboard lives in the weekend bag. Plus, again, the assorted female toiletries that go in all of my bags and an EpiPen because I don't <laughs> want to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, my um, – the I think – my I finally got my doctor to prescribe me the generic. So instead of paying $75 each, I think it was like five bucks for the two-pack. Um, after like when with insurance coverage or maybe it was free, it was like the difference in price was astounding. So, um, yeah, so there's always an EpiPen in all of my bags. Um, I usually also in, um, particularly my weekend bag, because I often forget to take my morning medications. I have a, um, container with my an extra dose of my medications that just sort of lives in in each of my bags i keep that in there um what else i'm trying to think of like other like weekend carry things um i think that like i really have two everyday carries there's the work everyday carry um and then the weekend everyday carry and they're not that different except the weekend has a little bit more and I always have a bottle of water in that bag it's a little roomier and the fact that I turned that into my weekend bag instead of the barren fig is kind of silly because the weekend bag actually holds a bag of lunch like my lunch bag relatively mm-hmm. well so it just isn't very professional looking so, 
Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, like, definitely tweak it a little bit depending on where I'm going to go. Like, if I'm going to go for a, like, hike or a walk or something, um, I might not take, I probably wouldn't take my Kindle. Um, definitely would change out the water bottle for something a little bigger. Um, I, I have headphones in each of my, uh, ETC bags. Mm hmm. Um, and they all have like on off switches on the, on the like cord. I really want to get Bluetooth headphones, but I just can't bring myself to do it when I have so many regular headphones already. Right. Like me too, because cords are just a pain, but also like, I don't know, like I just, I I want new headphones and, and it's nice not to be tethered to something. Yeah. And the thing that I've been finding, particularly with the Baron Fig bag, is that my phone cord gets caught in the strap a lot and either yanks mm-hmm. it out of my phone or yanks it out of my ear. And I don't know which one irritates me more. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I feel like both are. Yeah, <laughs> they're both irritating, but it's just like. I don't know which one is more irritating to me. They're irritating both, yeah. but one is more so than the other, I suppose. Um, yeah. So and then I also like, d- there's a difference between when I'm working at my desk here at home versus like, if I'm going to write while I'm sitting on the couch, listening to music. Like if I'm, yeah. if I'm sitting on the couch, listening to music, then I, we have these little, um, lap desks. Mm hmm. And I will only have two pen, two pencils. So I'll have, um, like a 24 and a 54 or two black wings sharpened up. Um, and then I have my, uh, Pollux there with me. And I have a tiny little glass baby food jar that I sharpen into while I'm sitting at the couch. Nice. I have a, uh, small, I, it's it's not a ball brand jar, but it's a small like ball jar mm-hmm. that I got um some locally made like jam in it. It's kinda like it's I guess maybe between four and six ounces mm-hmm. kind of jar with a little lid, and that is so perfect for sharpening. Um and it's small enough to where I can slide it into one of the side pockets of my backpack. Yeah. Because that that tin that you made me, which I mean, I still love so much, the Eberhard Faber Yep. Uh, tin that you put the cork inside. Yep. Um, I was using that to sharpen into like when I was like sitting in a cafe, but then graphite gets everywhere. Mm. So no matter how hard I tap that out, it just like got graphite all over everything in my bag, all over everything in my pocket, um, all over anything I put in there. So I cleaned it out really well. So now I just carry around like a little jar. People think I'm probably weird because I have a jar half filled of pencil <laughs> shavings, but here we are. I mean, occasionally I smell it. <laughs> so that's, that, that ups the weirdness factor, but <laughs> a Hey, bit. a little bit. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love mostly cedar shavings? Mm. It smells good. Indeed it does. Particularly when it's been closed up in a container, I think. It's like in right. a sense like, in a way. Well, it brings back memories of like school time when you would open up your pencil box. Yeah. Because most pencils were made with cedar back then. Or, you know, you had the Empire plastic crap. 
Oh, God. Yes. Those were terrible. I used to love those pencils, though, because what I would do is I would hold it in one hand and just be able to break it with my thumb. <laughs> like, I just destroyed them all the time. It was... Well, that's all they were good for. And they would sneak them. They, they didn't say they were plastic. And then they were right. 10 cents a package and your cheap parents would buy you a dozen of them. I'm not like, bitter oh, this or is anything. Great. <laughs> right. And, like, they would also... um you know, be made in like really cool colors. So like on from the outside, you're like, wow, these are great. Like pastels or they weren't <laughs> neons. But I remember them. I remember them being pastel. Yeah. I remember some pastels. Um, but mostly like my parents would just literally buy two dozen packages of the 10 cent pencils and tell us mm-hmm. these are good enough. Right. <laughs> That that began my my thievery of raiding the um, school supply cabinet in my classroom in school that I only half feel bad about. We see. Did we ever have though? I don't remember having access to a supply closet when I was in elementary school, but I remember probably when I was in sixth grade saying, "I'm not. Bu- I don't like those. We're not getting those. Those are terrible pencils." They don't sharpen well. My parents being my both of my parents being like, meh, okay, it's your money. Uh, we had an everyday right. carry even back then. Yeah, those were the days, sort of. <laughs> um, there was a <laughs> God. What was the question? Um, where did I? I think I read it on Twitter. If you, I'm now I'm gonna bung it up. If you could go back to the age of 10 with all of the knowledge you had or give your worst or the person you hate the most um, $5 million, what would you do? What was the second one? Give the person you hate the most $5 yeah. million? Dollars? Yeah. yeah. Or, or go, go back with the knowledge that I have now? Yeah, to the age of 10. I would go back to the age of 10 with the knowledge that I have now. But here's here's the twist. Do you go back in time to that age of 10 or do you turn as you are now to the age of 10? <laughs> oh. Right? Yeah. Cuz that changes things. That complicates entirely. things. Like if I turn to the age of 10 right now as where I am, that would be great. But going back to 1985, and middle of mm. the woods, knowing what I know now, you know how hard that would be? Well, I mean, see, that's where we differ. Like, lately, I've been really, like, bit by the nostalgia bug and, like, wishing that I was in the 80s again. Oh, you could not. But I also grew up in a city. You could not pay me enough to relive my teenage years. <laughs> And then someone – I think I read this on Twitter actually because someone uh, then turned around and joked, well, the person that I hate the most is myself. So essentially I'm just giving myself $5 million. Uh, well, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I guess that means I have good self-worth. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I certainly don't hate myself more than a, a few other people that I know. But um, – <laughs> Man, that was a tangent. Uh, but isn't that like totally. something that like that's one of those things that I read it was like, oh, man, that's going to make me think deep thoughts right. for a long right. time. Because really, 
would my teenage years have been better if I knew to just kiss the girl? <laughs> or would it be that right. much worse knowing everything I know now and how much better life right. ends up being? Yeah. Would that have made it more miserable or better? Right. We'll never know. This is true. But what a thought experiment, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think that's a good stopping point, actually. Le leave our listeners with something to hold on to for the rest of the day. To ponder and maybe think, damn you, Les. <laughs> Why are you making these right? deep thoughts? Hey. <laughs> um, anyway. So, um, all right. So let's transition out of here. So... I would like to take a moment to just thank everyone for participating in the RSVP Facebook group. And we did um, sort of reinvigorate the Spectrum chat. Um, and um, it's not very active, but you can certainly go on over there and interact. And, you know, I just... I with think, yourself. <laughs> with yourself and me on occasion when I remember to turn on my computer, which I've been doing a really lovely job staying away from lately, although I've just moved from the office in front of the computer to the couch in front of the TV. But let's not talk about that. Um, I just... <laughs> our group is so supportive and I love it. I love, like, the fact that when I log onto Facebook... It's not a pile, steaming pile of garbage like so many of my friends complain about. I have, generally speaking, supportive and kind engagement on our group and Erasables, and it's really just wonderful and lovely. And um, as John pointed out, we hit 500 members. What? Yes. Um, that's super cool to me. I just I, – I love the fact – that our group is so amazing and the best way to let other people know about that amazing group and this podcast is to just share a link to your favorite episode on your social media and tell people to stay away from those early episodes. The sound is terrible and we're embarrassed. Um, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so just let people know that you love us and why you love us. And it's, I just, I am so thankful for everyone out there who listens to us and shares information. So you can find us online. You can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com and on Spectrum Chat. There are links in the show notes to both of those locations. You can find me, Les, at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter at original LC Harper. Dade, where can the fine folks find you? You can find me at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Weekly Pencil. All right. Thank you so much. Yes, as always, thank you. Uh, I'm going to hit stop there. And I'm going to stop that. Oh, yeah.